Five stars. Is yeah, that you? That's, that's me, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a good movie. I oh, know, Princess Diaries, it's okay. Uh, Give it five stars. Yeah, I don't know. Ever seen, oh, Wonder Woman. No, Matilda. Yeah. Oh, you like oh, you like the green rays. Spoiler. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Well, it's, it's the same review I, I, I texted to you. Yeah, I'm just looking at stars in this moment. Oh, yeah. I don't I, I guess I was kind of... <laughs> Very blasé about the star system on um, on Letterbox. I guess I was not really taking it too seriously. It does kind of appear that way. There, um, there's not much nuance in your ratings. No, no, not in the star rating. I'm not a big. <laughs> yeah, my Rotten Tomato meter is probably pretty off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to bring up my stuff right now. Uh, Good evening, and welcome to Cinema Death Cult, a eulogy for the death of motion pictures and podcast forum. Tonight, I'll be discussing two movies, Seven Beauties and Green Ray. Uh, Seven Beauties, uh, the 1975 movie Seven Beauties was directed by Lena Wertmuller, starring uh, Giancarlo Gianni. It's a wacky comedy about a Goomba Paisan knucklehead from the old country who kills his sister's pimp and slices him up like a gabagool. But the Nazi wars are going on. The Jamuk winds up in the Holocaust. Oh, he bangs his Nazi broad, though. And all his sisters turn into hookers, so the Hanukkah didn't matter nothing to nobody in the end. Marone, first dame nominated for the Academy Award for Best Director. The next was a lady from what that directed the piano. Go figure. And The Green Ray, a 1986 movie directed by Eric Romer, starring Marie Riviere, as a vegetarian secretary from Paris who sucks at going on a vacation and loves crying. She crisscrosses Europe looking for the perfect picnic spot, presumably as a low-key promotion for Eurorail passes. She's a total buzzkill when normal people try to have fun around her, but she almost loosens up a little bit when she meets an apprentice cabinet maker who doesn't mind her whole Debbie Downer vibe. And to discuss these two movies, I have with me uh, Brianna Schneider, who wrote me a nice little bio. Brianna Schneider is a failed journalist and mediocre content marketer with an amateur interest in movies that she basically inherited from her first ex-husband. She recently gave a talk on blogging at a virtual pest conference. It was unmemorable for all. No link. Brianna, how are you doing today? <laughs> no link. You weren't supposed to read that part, Adam. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I read the stage direction. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I forgot how I wrote that. Okay. <laughs> Um, I just want to say I really love your characterization of Marie Riviere in this movie as um, a vegetarian secretary. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> but, uh, Thank um, you. That's definitely like the one sentence <laughs> summary. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, you have just joined Letterboxd and I took a peek. Yes. It seemed like you liked these movies. I, I like I love both these movies, to be honest. I. I've I have a complicated feeling about the Green Ray um because I respected it and I thought it was a masterpiece but I thought but I didn't really enjoy watching it at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the hallmark of the masterpieces, I guess. Um what did you think was masterful about it and what did you dislike about it? Uh it's unique. It's the only movie of its kind. Like it's, it captures something about 
humanity that no other uh, work yeah. of art does. You know, yeah. it's about this. My impression is that it's kind of about like when you have some kind of traumatic event and you're kind of pulling yourself together and before you're really able to um, surface back into like socializing with humanity after whatever this traumatic event is, you know, in this case, it was about a breakup, um, you know, then you're kind of in this nether state and people try to bring you back into humanity, but you kind of don't want to. I thought it was very good. You know, I really thought it was very good, but I also was like, I found it very difficult to watch. Yeah. 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 It's not a fast paced movie. No, no, not at all. It's very deliberately paced. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a, um, that's a good point about the breakup. When I think of that movie, I, f- I always forget about that part. I, I do remember, um, I mean, I've seen it a few times now, but the part where she's kind of off in the yard with a child and she yeah. kind of lies about having a boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> just like, She's just kind of, she just always struck me as this um, relatably pit- pitiful character who can't, yes. you know, she just cannot be happy anywhere. And, um, you know, I, I like, I love so much when she goes to the Alps um, yeah. and she, cause she's just like determined to go do something fun yeah. for her vacation and she can't think of anything good to do. So she goes to the Alps and she like walks up a mountain and just turns right around and leaves. <laughs> she's like, yeah. goes home. She's just, she just cannot. And I think that's kind of an interesting, you're right. There aren't many, there's not much art about the pressures around having fun or letting yourself or like take care, taking care of yourself, which I think that movie nicely explores. Um, I mean, I don't know what it's like to have a month long vacation to have to deal with. Yeah. 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 It was also very interesting to watch, uh, you know, during quarantine Uh where you can't go anywhere or see anybody. And it's like, so the big that's what stuck out of my mind at first. I'm like, this woman's big dilemma is where to go on vacation. <laughs> know, we're like stuck inside. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'd yeah. be nice to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? True. And I, But yeah, so the conversation she has with the child, I think in the next scene is when she like walks off by herself and some, you know, just like in nature, it's kind of pretty and kind of pastoral. And then she like just starts crying out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 She and she can kind of tell that the group doesn't like her because she she sort of makes yeah. a scene about I I think that whole scene where she's talking about being a vegetarian is so hilarious and so poignant because she's just she's so inarticulate about what yeah. she's trying to say and she's she's just like I feel light I feel light and all of them are yeah. skeptical and a little bit resentful of her yes and she can sense that but she can't quite like talk her way out of it or or even muster up enough good nature to like laugh it off I mean she's just kind of doubling down on it and it's awkward and she yeah i just feel like she knows that she's awkward i think that she's a really 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 good character um in that scene like the it i don't speak french but you can tell just by the way people are talking that they're it seems natural and it seems like a way that a conversation naturally unfolds yeah. and also in that in the earlier conversation this when i first had this realization was about the naturalness of the speech when she's speaking with the um which is like lunch or something with like three women uh-huh. you know, she's kind of friendly with. And she's trying to talk about how she's trying to talk about her feelings and they're trying to be like, well, no, you should get out and you got to meet somebody and whatever. And she's like, can't really articulate exactly yeah. what, what she wants to say or what her point of view is. And then at some point she kind of just like blurts out something that's really succinct after like a lot of pre-verification, you uh-huh. know? 
And that seemed like so much like the way people really talk. And that's very rare in movies. Yeah, I totally agree. That jumped out at me about that movie and about all of his movies, actually. I got, funny enough, in quarantine, I went on this weird Romer Romer binge and I watched basically all of the, I watched all of the moral tales and all of the comedies and proverbs. And then I started watching all of the stuff he did up through the 80s. And all of them have that characteristic where they're all the the dialogue is just so natural and um and complex and smart though there's i don't know if you ever saw my night at mod which is my night with mod um no is that another romero movie yeah and it's kind of similarly it's like both literary and conversational and but not you know insufferable there's just something so human about it yeah no i think this is the only romero movie i've seen Yeah. yeah yeah it's really good um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, again, th- it's a it's a really good movie, and I could tell it was really well made. But I'm not sure I would go out and see more, more of his movies, to be honest. You know, I didn't think you were going to like it because you sort of made a shady uh, comment about Ke- Kelly Reichardt, who I who I kind of think is like um, makes similar style movies of just beautiful and slow and s- sort of small who's, human moments. I'm sorry, who's Kelly Reichardt? I thought, because we were going to maybe talk about First Cow, and you were like, ugh, Kelly Reichardt. I thought you said something like that. Am I, mis- I must be misremembering. She did Meek's Cutoff and Wendy and Lucy and what's her other one? Oh, maybe you should check her out then if you haven't seen Yeah, her. sure. No, I haven't seen any of those movies. Okay, I think okay. we talked about, because the, the genesis of this, um, the genesis of this podcast was you put up this really interesting thing on Facebook, uh, Instagram rather, about all the movies you had seen recently. I think it was like in an Instagram story and yeah. I had, I had not seen any of them. And yeah. I thought that was really, that really, you know, took me aback. I'm like, well, I haven't seen any of these movies. And so, you know, some of them I have some interest in natural interest in, but also I'm like, this seems like an untapped resource, you know, <laughs> like all these movies, like I've never heard of or seen, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What would happen if I dipped into these waters? You yeah. Know? What would happen? Yeah. 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 And so I like, I, I don't know. Like, it sounds like a joke, but I really like, I, I really did think uh, the green ray was great and I really liked it, but I really found watching it to be kind of punishing. I get it. You know? I totally yeah. get it. I've definitely had experiences like that with movies. I try, you know what movie I can't not to get off track. We've got another movie sure. to talk about, That's fine. but seven samurai is a movie that I okay. got and I was like ready to love it. And I was, I was just so, there were there were things about it that I really liked and appreciated, um, but I I actually hated the experience of watching it, and I don't think I ever want to watch it again. Yeah, I could see that. I know mean, first, it's a very simple story, and you you might have seen it, and this has been retold so many times. You might yeah. have seen it before, and and um, and if you're not kind of if 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 you're not sort of charmed by the samurai ness of it. <laughs> By what it by what it is, then you're you know you're gonna be checked out for totally, sure. Totally, totally checked yeah. out. And that movie's like four hours long. <laughs> yeah, it's very long and it's very deliberately paced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like. There's no hook to it. Like I, I saw. Um, just speaking of Japanese movies, I watched Tokyo Story. Have you ever seen that oh, one? Yeah, the Ozu film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched that. Well, for this podcast, because I saw, um, a list of there's a list I found of like the hundred greatest movies as voted by filmmakers and directors. Okay. And that was number one. Right. And I was like, I've never heard of this movie. Interesting, <laughs> this is fucking, yeah. 
this is wild to me, you know? Yeah. And so I, so I better check this one out if I'm, you know, supposed to be this guy in those movies or whatever. <laughs> Did you and, like uh, that? Oh yeah, I liked it. But again, it was very painful, very <laughs> painful to watch. Well, it's very sad. Is that what you mean? Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's very sad. And it's yeah. so, it doesn't give you any room to escape the sadness, you true. know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you kind of just sit there in the sadness and there's no, like little, you know, little character thing or comic relief or little. That's true. You know, there's nothing like, you know, sometimes like in movies, like, like, like set like a, uh, we'll talk about in greater detail, but like um, Seven Beauties, that, that is a devastating movie, but there's enough filmmaking bravado and fucking like weird shit going on. Totally. You know? Yeah, that that I never was I wasn't bored for a second Mm-mm. in watching that movie, but it has the same kind of emotional devastation. But like Green Ray, um it was just it was just that. It was just this woman's state of being, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I'd like to know who's on the list of directors and filmmakers right uh, voting on those movies. <laughs> I'll send you the link. I mean, it was yeah. this is a while ago. This okay. was like maybe like nineties or something. I don't know. Maybe or early two oh, okay. thousands. Right. Yeah. But I think it was maybe like the, I forget because I, I don't have the details. So I don't want to talk about it too much. <laughs> okay. Um, Next time. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I'll send it to you. We, yeah. We'll have a second conversation about it. Yeah. But so what, so you've been like shotgunning these Romare. Rom, am I saying it right? Romare? I guess it's Romare, but in my head I do say Romer, which is probably disrespectful, but um, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I know it's Eric. I think I looked it up. I, lo- I looked up um, the pronunciations of all these things. Oh, I yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot them. I, I noticed that you said um, Giancarlo Gianni, and I um, I wondered if that is how it's pronounced, because I did not look into that at all. <laughs> oh, I looked up uh, Wertmüller. Wertmüller, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, well, well I, I want to stick on, because I, I feel like we're being pulled into Seven Beauties, but I want to stick on Green Ray for a while in a yeah. there. Um, so why, why have you, what attracts you to his films? Why I've been watching it. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a funny thing that I've been thinking about for a while because I did get, I got so deeply immersed in that universe of kind of, they're kind of bougie. I mean, they're definitely what we would call by today's standards bougie, obviously, right? If your biggest um, problem is finding where to go on vacation, except that's not really her biggest problem, right? Her I, I know, problem, right? She yeah. just has all this angst and um, con- self. She's so self conscious, and she cannot let herself get out of her head. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that subject matter on top of beautiful scenery is really compelling yeah. to me. And I think when I when quarantine started and it was the depths, I felt like that. The first month or two of quarantine was so hard because you were kind of telling yourself all the time, I'm not, I'm not going out. I'm not going to see anyone. And I have to brace myself for this lasting a long time because that's what they kept saying. <laughs> so yeah. I, was, I was kind of, um, I live alone. So I was just spinning out a little bit. And so um, the movies just, they, they kind of, I'm not going to be an asshole and say, they transported me away because they did not do that, but they did. There was just kind of a calming, um, a calming nature, I guess, to the, that scenery there. The, the, one of the women that she's chatting with at the table, her name is Beatrice Romand. 
And mm-hmm. she's in several of his other movies too. And she's great. She's so funny. She's the one who's kind of giving uh, Marie a, a hard time. She's kind of okay, like yeah. over it. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, but she's kind of like living in this little French village and she's, you know, at a party and there's like storm clouds over this vineyard. And it was so beautiful, but in this tiny little way, like a Polaroid or something. And it just felt nostalgic yeah. and it felt um, vivid and it felt, I don't know. I just found it really comforting. And um, what better time to explore the psyche than when you're trapped indoors, I, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. So yeah, but mostly just as a character, you know, we talked before this conversation, we were going to talk about girl movies and boy movies and how yeah. women are written. Yeah. Um, so Eric Romero co-wrote this with Marie Revere. And I think, oh. yeah, so she's got quite a heavy hand in how Marie is developed. But I, I think that he's very good about um, all of his women characters having complexity and depth and agency. And But I think, you know, you don't see too many movies where a woman protagonist is um it that meditates on her in, interior life that right. is centered around like some kind of fucking tra- trauma or tragedy right. you know there's yeah. nothing about motherhood or you know rape or her period right. i know there's something there's something about getting away from those and not that i don't like stories about those things either i mean of course i do but but there's just something that um acknowledges the humanity of women i think in the character of marie and i really like that a lot yeah, I felt like there was something very true about uh, about her her performance and sort of her character. Something truthful about um, representation, representing women in a way that's often not in movies. Yeah, really. Even today, right? You don't. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, more so today, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like you have, because now there's like this, you know, drive to have like um strong women and whatever which is fine as well and good right. but that's you know but then you have like wonder woman yeah. <laughs> you know and shit like that and right. but you don't really have a vulnerable true like you know uh no you know bone dry bone you know bone truth yeah. like the way that that uh, maria is in this movie yeah totally i have a friend yeah. who i talk to a lot about um, this like commodified feminism of Marvel movies or, or yeah. like, mainstream movies, blockbuster movies in general, where it's just like put a woman where a man was and, and yeah. that is feminism. And um, this is so the opposite of that. There is something uniquely, not uniquely, just sincerely feminine about her, but there, but, but her, her whole dilemma could easily be transferred to a man it's not necessarily yeah. tied to her gender, but the fact of her gender just gives it a different tone. That oh, absolutely. Like re- respectful and inclusive of, of women. And so, yeah. yeah, I really like it for that reason. I have been, I have read places <laughs> that Eric Romero has been accused of some misogyny and uh, I should follow up with that, but I've chosen to <laughs> not because i yeah i relate uh, to his characters so much and i just don't want to believe it i mean right like, right right but all well, men I, sort of carry that especially men in like the mid 20th century of course yeah inevitably sorry what were you gonna say oh no I, well uh just pretty much i was gonna echo what you were saying and what um yeah like i i feel like you know watching this i felt like i had some insight it, it provided me some insight into women in a way that i think that other films do not. It would it would be very unfortunate to hear that Romero was uh, 
you know, an asshole in real life, but sometimes you got to separate the art from the artist. And Always. also, um, you know, I think the fact that, that it said that what I read was that a lot of, the, a lot of it was improvised, like the dialogue. Yeah. You know, so I, if he was just like there rolling the camera and kind of making it happen, you know, me, I think it's sometimes like, it's easy to say like the director, this is their, you know, thing. This is the, yep. they're the person responsible for it. But really the truth is that there's a lot of people who make a movie. Totally. You can't make a movie by yourself. And so, you know, where the credit is going to go, it doesn't always necessarily have to be the director or maybe they're just a facilitator. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're just uh, there to roll the camera and keep up the vibe and the real, you know, the real art is coming from someplace else. Yeah. And he obviously empowered her to play a really heavy creative role in the making of the character in the movie. So, I mean, that's that's a big part of it too, right? Is using your power as a director to elevate different voices, quote unquote. Um, So, so I think, you know, I think he, I think he does a nice job with that. And I think accusations of um, sexist framing, which I I wouldn't like, what's that? If, like in a like the the mise-en-scene of the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe maybe I'm sure there are feminist readings that could make that case, and but I'm yeah. You can probably yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I thought yeah. it was you know I thought it was very compassionate towards well humanity because it's about because it's not just about being a woman. It's like about sort of just discomfort with modern life. Right. Right. You know, Absolutely. with modernity. Yeah, which happens to uh, that's not a gender specific. Uh, experience you know yeah and and so it's relatable again and I think oh yeah uh, can I ask you just some quick things that yeah clear up something so how long did she so they she had been divorced right but I was not clear how long ago her divorce had been it seemed almost like I thought somebody said she'd been divorced two years ago and I'm like lady you got to get over this (laughs) you you had your time you know it's like you got to get out there and whatever your battery should be recharged by now. But also I thought maybe I was wrong about that. Like maybe it was more recent. You know, I don't know. I hate to say it, but I'm not sure what the time frame has been. It seems like recent-ish to me. Um, yeah. Like yeah. in the past few months. It seems clearly fresh, right? Yeah, like it weighs heavy on her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and I liked, I mean, I liked like the way that the women were dressed and stuff. You know, like I like, and like they're very appealing actresses you know like it was they seemed like real people yeah you know, they weren't just uh you know i don't know what something false yeah 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 right yeah no i agree i also there's another i was just remembering um speaking of like gender and how it how it appears or how it's presented in movies there's that part where she's talking about the color green and she finds playing cards. Is that what she says? Oh, yeah. And she's like, she's like looking for little signs here and there. Yeah. Um, and it's a little flaky. It's kind of, I think that's something that uh, that's associated with women as a sort of like silly new agey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do they call but, it? That woo. Yeah, woo. Yeah. Yeah. Very, <laughs> right, right, um, unserious, you know. But uh, right, right. they kind of like fold that in with her character to give you a sense of her her inclinations toward a certain spirituality, maybe or something. And but that is feminine. But it doesn't. It, they don't use that as a weapon against her to 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 suggest that she's you know weak emotionally or mentally or intellectually. They just sort of right. let it be a part of her character, as that is a part of many women's 
makeup, you know, that's definitely a, a kind of thing. I think that girls talk about signs and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. Do you guys talk about signs? We have, no, I mean, but there are other irrational little quirky things that men have that are comparable. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're not going to talk. Like, I think like, <laughs> I, I don't know. This, um, this is not my, this is not my thing, but it's somebody said like, uh, Bitcoin is, uh, astrology for men or something <laughs> like that. So, I mean, and, and that's not a perfect, a perfect analogy or nor is it a perfect yeah. response to your thing, but it generally, you know, that's the general idea. I think it just, yeah. I think, you know, maybe because like we're as a society, we're readier to like judge women for their quirky right. little shit and, right. and just to sort of not recognize men's quirky shit. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. And like Bitcoin is, you're right. It's just like as inscrutable as, <laughs> yeah. as astrology or inexplicable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I like that. I, of the two, I'd pick astrology over Bitcoin, but Would that's, you? A, that's a, yeah, yeah. There's no fucking like huge uh, uh, warehouses full of computer servers destroying the environment that's doing astrology. Just like ladies with cards looking at, <laughs> looking at fucking stars and shit. That's fine. Totally, yeah, benign. Yeah, Bitcoin yeah. take down a nation. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope that blockchain fans hear this this episode get real mad. <laughs> I'd be delighted about this. But yeah, so I've not. This is my first Romero film. I think probably because uh, I like. I actually like French film a lot. Like yeah. I like, and I like his um, his contemporaries a lot, like Godard and yeah. uh, Truffaut, yeah. and um, you know, like the, you know the other. The, the fourth famous guy who's on the tip of my tongue, but yeah. So, but I've never seen his movies, you know? Yeah. And so it was, it was instructive and good to watch. I think it was definitely like, it was definitely like a, a lady movie. You a know? Lady? In a, yeah. A lady. That's what, that's what it felt like. You know, I don't know if that's me being, mm-hmm. me being gendered or something. <laughs> gendered. No, yeah, I, I mean, it was, okay. you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. uh, I think that's how I feel about all of Tarantino's movies. From- oh, those are boy mo- movies for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 And I like Tarantino's movies, but I could also see I how too. I also see like, uh, you know, a woman watching them and being like, I respect this, but don't like it. Yeah. Just like I was with the green Ray. Yeah. Yeah. So the opposite of, or yeah, the opposite of Romer movies is Tarantino movies. Maybe I'm trying to, think, but I think that, because women like, I think women will like some Tarantino stuff. And, uh-huh. you know, he, like, I think people generally like Pulp Fiction. I think it's more like the opposite might be like, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say because it, the, the the pace, yep. the sort of almost documentary feel, the yep. subject matter, you know, if you're going to do an opposite of all of those things, maybe you'd end up with like the Fast and the Furious or something. Oh, I don't know. yeah, that's probably true. Or like Star Wars, maybe. Star Wars, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I like this game, the opposite. Yeah, of- <laughs> but I think you know. But I think there's like there are some films I think that only like. Oh yeah, I watched Master and Commander the other yeah. day. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I don't think so. That's Russell Crowe on a ship. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah, there's like the movie's uh, two hours long, and there's like one minute worth of female presence in it. Okay. There's women, women are only in like less than one scene and they barely have any, there's like three women. They're all like Brazilian natives and they don't really have any lines. <laughs> of course. But they're, they're yeah, hot, of course though. not. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Because it takes place in like the 1800s. They're like natives. So they're okay. like, you know, so like they're on like a boat. I, I, I think there's sort of, yeah, there's a little bit of like a, um, you know, like a canoe or whatever. Okay. Uh, I, there's a little bit of, they might be sex workers or something, but they might just be trying to sell coconuts or whatever. Okay. <laughs> you know? It's, it's a little a ambiguous. A uh, presentation of native humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, uh, but it was like post, post-colonial imperialist, you know, because <laughs> they spoke Portuguese. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know, they're under the, they're under the, the, the heel of the hated Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> under the boot. Um, but yeah, that might be the opposite. And that, you know, someone that has like zero women in it and the whole thing is like, it's all about like dude vibes and kind of, you know, like yeah. Russell Crowe is kind of like a, um, he's like a soccer coach, you know, like a little, like a, like a, like a little league soccer coach or something. He's like, come on fellas. Like, you know, it's all, it's all, you know, keep our chins up, you know, whatever. Like he's trying to keep the vibe, keep the vibe going. And there's zero, there's zero like attempts to show any, any, any f- feminine shit. Any feminine side whatsoever. It just it's all dudes. And did you like that? Did you like that movie? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, <laughs> it was a good it was a good movie, you know, honestly. It was a little goofball, you know. I was I liked it, but I didn't take it too seriously. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, I was you know, I was aware of how um <laughs> I was aware of how it was flattering something about me. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You know, like it. Uh, is it making you feel like you had sort of hit some masculine masculinity benchmarks or something? Well, I was thinking not someone like me. So I was thinking like men who are in management and, yeah. you know, cause it's all about, it's kind of a movie about being a good boss <laughs> and everybody, like all your uh, uh, people you manage loving you. Okay. And they're all like dudes. And like, there are even scenes where like, uh, like his big flaw is that he's, he cares about his bed too much. <laughs> and, uh, so there's like a scene where his best friend, the doctor in the ship is like, all these men, they love you and they would go anywhere with you, but you're too reckless, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's Paul Bettany. Yeah. Oh, so, um, I used to, have, uh, I used to like him. He's okay. I, I, I liked him a lot in a movie called, um, this is, now I'm repeating a lot from my podcast yesterday, but he's, he's in a movie called uh margin margin call. I think it was like a okay. wall street movie. It was very good. I liked him a lot in that. I liked him in but, a nice tale. I never saw it. <laughs> okay, go on, yeah. go on. <laughs> and no, I'm pretty much done. I mean, my point was that it was a, oh yeah, yeah the, the last thing was that you could, have, it was sort of like, you know, Ricky Gervais in the British office, like his yeah. character. Yeah. This is short, that character's favorite movie, I'm sure. <laughs> if they ever, because it's like how he sees himself. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, uh, oh, everybody loves me and whatever. And I was yeah. like, if, I kind of wish this movie had been super famous so they could have done a parody with Ricky Gervais play the Russell Crowe part. <laughs> when you were describing it, I did think of The Office. A did you? Boss, yeah. A boss who's obsessed with making his people love him. It's, it's yeah. just the whole premise of The Office. Yeah. 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 Somebody else brought that up. I think I'm. there must be some connection there. I think it's, I, I, I'm not the only person who's thought of this uh, there must be a rich this is a rich vein to tap honestly <laughs> but anyway back to the back to the green room so yeah, yeah and so but also the filmmaking was not it, it wasn't like showy filmmaking you know what i mean yeah i know it's pretty intimate right it just kind of sits you there so that you're kind of part of the 
of the scene or the conversation. Um, the uh, when we talk about actual, you know, getting down to it, directing um, and shooting, filming, I kind of lose some vo- vocabulary around that. I don't really know, sure. you know, what constitutes great directing. I'm I'm kind of more in- interested in how close I'm pulled into the narrative, and I think in that respect, I think. I'm intuiting that it's good filmmaking, but, um, but I suppose I, I'd be open to hearing that it's or I don't know. Is it boring? Is it flat? Is it? Um, I think actually this might be part of the boy girl film divide, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause like, you know, like, uh, Scorsese style, uh, you know, fireworks where it's like, Oh, this shot, this one shot, this one camera shot goes on for 10 minutes and you know, yeah. whatever, or where it's, uh palpable that there's a lot of effort and thought mm-hmm. you know and and they and it's something that people talk about and it's elevated in that way i think like men care about that like saying like you know almost like you care about um an engine on a car uh-huh. you know yeah like you know like there's something technical about it that appeals to men yeah whereas you know um well i think when women process movies uh it's it's in a different way you know, and so this was a very well-directed movie, but it doesn't have that uh, flashy shit, you know? Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, um, it doesn't seem, I could probably look up the budget, but I, I don't, it's clearly not an expensive movie. Um, right. Oh, it looks like budget was six, 615000 Okay. And it was like made in 86. So that was. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually a pretty small budgeted movie for that time. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I also, the green ray itself, the, the titular concept is real. It's a real thing. Uh, apparently. So you know how the definition of the green ray is when the sun hits the horizon on the ocean, you can see like a green ray. I was, uh, I was looking up boat cruises for my parents, boat cruises, dinner cruises for my parents. Cool brag. I know. (laughs) In Florida, <laughs> I was trying to get yeah. them some way of like getting out of the house without. Never mind, it doesn't matter. So, but there was some dude who does like boat tours, and he was uh, on his site. He was promoting that um, you could often see the green ray uh, hmm. on his boat, and I I thought that was funny because I'd never seen a mention of anything like that before this movie, and I'm sure this guy hasn't seen that movie. Probably, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he is a big drummer fan. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> But, or a Jules Verne fan, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a real thing. And I maybe one day I hope to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when she meets that guy at the end, mm-hmm. what do you think is different about his interaction with her than her other interactions with men in the movie? Yeah, right. Because she's pretty much, she's kind of like disgusted or repulsed by these men who approach her. Right. And yeah. there's a scene where she's with that new friend and there are these guys who are hitting on her and she's super uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting a kind of soft vibe from him that he was more interested in having a conversation with her instead of just sort of hooking up with her or um, that. I did just, that was just a very simple difference I think between yeah. those guys and, and that guy. I think she just seemed like he was not trying to fuck her. Right. Like he wasn't aggressively hitting on her for the purpose of a one night stand and nothing else. Yeah. Right. And he wasn't doing that like posturing thing where he's kind of like, you know, preening and like right, being, right, right. being a dude. And he, he was just sort of more meeting her on her level. Yeah. 
Yeah, was yeah, that your impression? Yeah, I thought so, but I, you know, yeah, uh, but it was hard for me to tell. I mean, I because there is a thing like when you're, it is weird when you're kind of an int- more in like inward looking person, mm-hmm. and then you have to go out and you're supposed to meet people and pair off into romance and stuff because that's all like um, stuff for outgoing people, like people yeah. who are willing to just go up to strangers and whatever. And if you're not inclined to do that, if you don't if you feel uncomfortable with that, it's very hard to meet people, first of all. And secondly, it's very, it's, it can be very hard to engage with outgoing people because yeah. you kind of, you want to meet somebody who's kind of inward looking like you are. Mm-hmm. And then and that's hard to do because they might just be a little bit reclusive or not. They're not outgoing, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and so that, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. you think she saw like her likeness in him? I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe it's like, um, maybe it just doesn't happen a lot. Like maybe the, most of the men that she, I mean, most of the men that she encounters in the movie for the most part are, you know, guys that hit on her and whatever, like the, the guys in the dinner that when she has the vegetarian conversation, you know, they just seem like, I think they're guys in relationships or whatever. And they just seem like, you know, it's like married guys to me. I don't know yeah. if they were married, but that was the vibe, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, like I, I related to them a lot. Like that was, that was my identification point, I think, in the movie with those guys. The guys uh, giving her a hard time about being vegetarians. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Even though, like, I I don't give people shit for stuff like being a vegetarian. I'm not a vegetarian, but I, I'm like, okay, whatever. You're vegetarian. I don't care. You know, something <laughs> yeah. interesting to me. Like, I, you know, um, and I'm not gonna, and I know, I'm not gonna pursue it. Like, I'm not. I don't have like an ideological interest in getting you to not be a vegetarian. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So, but it's. I do think there are like I think it's a um, a thing of like vegetarians where they're constantly confronted by these people demanding to oh, yeah. how they get their protein. <laughs> like people are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. You were very concerned about vegetarians' protein. I'm sorry. I was just making sure that we're still recording because I. Yeah. I lo- Yeah. I just want to check in on that. Um. Yeah. People are always very concerned about that. It's like chickpeas, motherfucker. Right. Look into it. <laughs> yeah. you know? Peanut butter. Peanut yeah. butter, chickpeas. Right. I, yeah. Are you a vegetarian? No, not. I mean, I, I, I have failed at that many times. Yeah, but, um, are, yeah so me, me too. Yeah. I, I tried to stop eating meat for a while, and then I just got back on it. Yeah, I, I try to avoid red meat. I guess I, I like. I saw a very cute video of a pig eating a salad, and that made me not want to eat pork. So I just saw yeah. how I'm feeling in a in a moment. But. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was once reporting this story about um, this organic farm in upstate New York, and it was like this real touchy-feely, organic, you know, stuff, whatever, and talking about, you know, nature and being connected to nature and whatever. And then uh, I went over to their pigs, and they're really cute pigs, honestly. And I saw, you know, like one of the younger farmers, like, yeah, these pigs are really cute. And he's like, yeah, they're going to be delicious. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, the lack of sentimentality – you know, from people who know the pigs the best, I'm like, all right, you know, I, I think it's all right. You felt better. I, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't feel that bad before, <laughs> but it's something I always think of whenever I'm kind of confronted with like, you know, like the idea that you shouldn't do it. I'm like, well, this guy who I, these people who, that's their whole life mm-hmm. and they're able to compartmentalize that Yep. in a way that, you know, you, you, 
some people can't, you know, it's probably all right. I feel like, <laughs> and that's not going to be true for everybody, but it's all right for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, what's too, what's funny too about her conversation about, uh, or her, her kind of position about it. It, it isn't really moral. It's a little, yeah. it's a little bit about the animals and you get the sense that she's thinking about that, but yeah. I, like, I like that she kind of insists that she feels light. You know, there's a kind of yeah. theology about it. She's like, I just feel lighter. I feel lighter. And she can't quite put it another way. And um, right. she's not really coming across. And and I just love, I love that so much. It just tells you how kind of delicate she is in every yeah. possible way. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's very funny too. It is a really funny scene. It is. It's, well, I found it to be excruciating. <laughs> Yeah, it's I awful. really did. I, it, I couldn't. It didn't really click. It didn't occur to me that it could be funny until you said it was funny. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Believe I thought total like Ricky Gervais in in yeah. books, you know where she's just like, I'm like so pure. I'm trying to do a kind of. She's just out of step with the party completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very, yeah, she's digging herself deeper and deeper in the conversation too. And she's kind of like, isn't she just like? eating one tomato <laughs> eating like one tomato yeah she's like slicing up one tomato and yeah. they're trying to give her food and she's like no no <laughs> yeah funny. yeah 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 that's always fun because also when you're somebody's guest like rejecting their food is always a weird thing it's like why why totally. of this of all the fucking things you know like i could say i don't want your blanket but you know yeah. if i reject your food you get mad you know yeah yeah absolutely that's a good point yeah yeah uh yeah so yeah so i i don't i would maybe i would watch more romare films but i really again like this was i'm glad i saw it i feel better for having seen it and i think i will think about this movie a bunch yeah yeah but uh you know again like watching it i i I couldn't watch it all the way through i think i told you like yeah i watch it in like 20 minute chunks i see Yep. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I got you know, put on fucking Fast and the Furious or something, you know. <laughs> Do you think yeah. Laura would like it? I don't know. She's funny. She is. Uh, she's unpredictable in that way, and she doesn't always like things like this. Okay. Actually, you know, I, I kind of have artsier film taste than she does. Okay. Okay. Even though she is a works in the arts, <laughs> in a, you know, the fine arts in a professional capacity, but you know. She was, she's more like going to watch like move like TV shows, you oh, know, like, cool. uh, yeah. Like, uh, what was she watching now? I forget. Like she was watching like Schitt's Creek and, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Queens Gambit. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. you know, when you're, cause we're in quarantine, so it's weird watching a movie in quarantine too. I've noticed like, cause it's, it's over an hour and a half and you're like, okay, what do I do next? I know. What do I do now? Whereas like a TV show, like some Netflix show, it's like, oh, it's 18 hours and one episode, it goes into another, into another. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, if she ever watches it, you have to let me know what she thinks. Sure. I think it's unlikely, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Seven Beauties. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you... Um, you know, why don't you set it up? Talk about that movie. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I would like to set it up. I think I sent you, I, the reason I yeah. watched this movie is because yeah. there's a filmmaker named Anna Biller. Have you seen The Love Witch, which is her big movie? No. It's a very, uh, it's a very silly movie and it's very like outwardly feminist. Like it's, it's set, it's out to make a, a feminist point. Um, 
And okay. so she's, I mean, I th- like everything about the character, it's, if you ever saw it, which I don't, maybe we should another episode, but, um, sure. but so <laughs> she tweets a lot about movies and a kind of feminist perspective on movies. And she was talking about yeah. seven beauties, um, which another friend of mine had mentioned recently. But I just, I hadn't seen it. I hadn't heard of it either. I didn't know anything about Lena Wert. Wert yeah. Um, so she talked about how seven beauties is an ironic title and that, um, the joke is that none of the sisters are beautiful and hmm. that it's the most fat shaming movie she's ever seen. And it's just terrible all around because of how viciously, you know, misogynist it is. Um, and so I kind of wanted to watch it just to piss myself <laughs> off, I guess. Right, right, right. ready to be like angry about it. And I thought yeah. I walked away from it thinking that she couldn't have gotten it more wrong. And I say that with respect, I'm sure she'll hear this podcast. So I just want to make sure that she yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of uh, respect for what she does. But, um, yeah. But I also I think I mentioned to you that Pauline Kale hated this movie for similar reasons. She thought it was oh, okay. uh, deeply insensitive and uh, grotesque and misogynist. And um, and it's funny because I think if you there's something about the way. OK, so the movie is about, like you said, this kind of failed mafioso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is pissed off that his sister is a prostitute um, and she kill he kills her pimp. Yeah. Uh, And then later his sisters all end up becoming prostitutes. But the whole thing about the movie is that these women, although they're prostitutes or they're supposed supposedly not beautiful, which is never said in the movie. um, Yeah. Is that they're like constantly surrounded by these men who desire them. There's nothing about them that really, I started to think that if you came away thinking that the movie title was ironic and that the women are not actually beautiful, then that says, maybe something about your own perception of women and what makes them beautiful. Um, So I feel really strongly about that. Uh, And especially the scene, probably my favorite scene in any movie ever is Mm. when he tries to seduce the, um, let's say plus size. Yeah. 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 The amply proportional lady. Yeah. Yeah. There's something so hilarious and brutal about that scene, the way that she is not. So, so he's trying to trick her into sleeping with him so he can escape. Right. And he's telling her that he loves her. He's in love with her. And he's like mesmerized by her. And she's like, okay, (laughs) I think you're hungry. (laughs) She's not buying it for a single fucking second. And she hates him at every step and he's having sex with her. And she's just like rolling her eyes. And there's a scene where she's like, look me in the eyes. And she pulls his eyelids open. So he's got to look at her. And it's not, you know, it's not like really played for laughs at her expense. No. He's the one who looks like a total idiot, like a complete fool, a pathetic, sniveling little like asshole trying to yeah. get away with everything. And he's reeling from one terrible decision to the next. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, masculine benchmarks, masculinity yeah. benchmarks, I feel like so much about this movie is his failed um, attempt to operate within those to succeed or gain power oh, yeah. within those frameworks in every single context he can't yeah. you know he can't get revenge for his sister or find power there and he he rapes that woman in the psych hospital and then is like yeah. punished for it and caught and as he should be of course but he can't yeah. just like every time he tries to grab power he fails and um, yeah, I'm, almost, yeah, yeah. I'm almost done on this rant, but um, the other thing—oh, go, go! I think is great. Go off, queen. 
yes, thanks. Um, there's the scene where he's in prison, I think, and he's talking to an, an anarchist, a revolutionary. Because yeah. the movie yeah. is really political, right? And so he's talking yeah. to the revolutionary who has been sentenced to 28 years for thought, he says. He's clearly yeah. someone who's a, an ad- activist. Yeah. Well, um, G- uh, his name in the movie is what, Pascalino? Uh, yeah, I forget. Yeah. Um, G- he's so good. Hold on. I got to get his name. <laughs> Giancarlo Gianni, right. So he's, yeah. uh, he's been sentenced to, what, like eight years for brutally murdering someone? And yeah, for murdering crazy. somebody and dismembering them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, the <laughs> activist is saying to him, like, Mussolini has ruined this country. I mean, he's going to, you know, it's like, and which, of course, uh, feels still so relevant now. Even yeah. With our yeah. new... Uh, whatever um and so and so Giancarlo is like uh yeah but you know he got the roads built so you know yeah, I'm into yeah. like it's totally fine and you could just yeah. see how much he's like he's not paying attention and he's not aware of the way this system is crushing him in every turn and still he supports it and I just think right. all of that is really really poignant and um and hilarious and also devastating like you said it's super uh it's heart-wrenching yeah 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 do. Um, so I just think, I, th- I think Pauline Kale is wrong, uh, yeah. maybe about lots of things. Um, yeah, I, I, well, she's, you know, I've, <laughs> I think I've read a bunch of Pauline Kale and I think a lot of it, I'm like, what were you thinking lady? Yeah. That, you know what, what were you thinking over there? Um, yeah. Like yeah. What, I, I can't pull out a concrete example off the top of my head. The, the thing I took away from this, well, first of all, I thought Seven Beauties was a translation of the, the guy's last name. Not, yeah, right. Not a, yeah, and I was like, so, yeah, you sent me that Twitter thing, and I'm like, wasn't, he says, like, my name is da-da-da, Seven Beauties. Right. And, I'm, that's, and that's the title, and I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't think that it was a, ref, a, a reflection on the women at all, and I thought it was directed by a woman, and it was the yep. first woman to be uh, nominated for the Academy Award. And I was watching, and I was thinking, like, before I even knew that, so I didn't necessarily know that Lena L I N A would be a woman's name or anything. I didn't know anything about yeah. the movie. I just turned it on, you know. Yeah. Like immediately with the performance of that of uh, the one sister, she's singing the song that like kind of cabaret thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I was like, oh yeah, you can tell a woman directed this. Yeah. You can, um, oh. you can immediately tell about this because there's nothing about her that was sexualized. Like you know, I think like a, a male director would have had something there. Yeah. That would have been like uh, salacious, mm-hmm. you know. Instead, it was just like, there's this woman, she's kind of a good singer. She's actually a pretty good singer, as yeah. I recall. Yeah. Yeah, and she comes out, pretty good performer. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing about it that's like, uh, there's nothing about it that's like inviting, you know, inviting horniness, I guess. Yeah, no. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was my first clue. And then when the guy, wa- and he's in- his intro was so great. Mm-hmm. You know, you see him on the stairs and first he is like, big, stupid pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, like rolled up at the cups, and you know, whatever. He's like, "Hey, look at me! I'm a big Italian meatball." You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. And immediately, I did not like him. You know, just immediately from that shot, I'm like, "Oh, I fucking hate this dude." <laughs> yeah. And the whole movie is about him suffering, mm-hmm. and it was gratifying in that way because immediately I'm like, "This, I hate this guy, and he's suffering, and that's the fucking movie." And he's shown to be this cowardly little weasel. Yeah. who's always trying to angle for something and you know it's like has this driven by the sense the only thing he's driven by is this sense of honor yep. that's completely fucking bullshit yeah and shown to be bullshit and then even ha- like that gets the argument 
seemed to me to be a bit like that. Th- there's something about that that's equating with with fascism mm-hmm. and and World War Two. You know, like the, mm-hmm. the the rise of fascism in World War Two, and um, and I, I don't think a man would have done that subject matter so unsparingly. Yeah. You know, I think they would have given him a scene where he was cool or given him something where he was okay. Like he wouldn't have just been portrayed so contemptuously throughout the fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think that's true. There's another thing not to talk too much about Pauline Kale's opinion because who really cares? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, no, actually I do care. I mean, I, I like to be sort of challenged about a movie. Right, right, right. I like it. Um, but she says that the scene with the Nazi <laughs> um, lieutenant or whatever commandant um, would have been better if she had, if they had kind of exchanged more of a sincere, if she had like liked him back. And I no, think, I, I know, I mean, the fact that all of the women in this movie really do hold on to their power at all the ways that they've managed to attain it. I think you're like, you're, you're right. It, um, it's very clearly not uh, for the male gaze to use. No. And, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think you're totally right. I think uh, if a guy had directed it, he would have seemed cool or yeah. would have made more of a joke about his sister's mole or right, yeah. fat, the fat Nazi commandant. Um, but, uh, but they don't, they really, she just really doesn't do that at all. It's just all about what a dick he is. And it's yeah, oh, so good. It's so funny. It's really funny, but it's also yeah. like a lot of it takes place at Auschwitz. <laughs> a lot of this fucking movie takes place at Auschwitz. It's like goofy, you know, okay comedy movie com- comedic not a comedy but a comedic yeah you know a gr- kind of grotesque kind of thing yeah and it takes place in like the one of the worst atrocities that occurred to humanity like a lot of yeah. scenes take place there so it's it's really it's 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 like fucking tonal whiplash you know right you're totally right yeah and those scenes of course those aren't quite so outrageously funny or or silly i mean when he's kind of talking to the He's like flirting with a girl who's manning a vendor. Some she's some kind of food vendor, and he's trying to hit on her and like failing. Um, yeah, that stuff's funny, but yeah, this the Auschwitz stuff is is yeah, it's really hard to watch. Actually, um, it's a lot of it's hard to watch, but then it 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 rises to it finds its own sort of sense of ridiculousness because there's the one uh, the Jewish prisoner that he be, befriends and talks to a lot. Yeah. You know, and that guy seems pretty smart and he makes some good points and he seems to understand the situation pretty well. And he seems kind of have, you're kind of feeling like, okay, maybe this guy is the correct response to this situation he finds himself in. But then he fucking tries to kill himself by jumping into the, the pool of human shit. Yeah. So it finds its own like ridiculousness in a way, like even, which again is sort of like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I think that it's it's unique. It's the only movie I, I that would that has this kind of weird tone shit. Yeah. But it's also just bizarre. Yeah, it is it's a totally um Yeah, it's almost like totally uneven. I I mean Yeah, but I think that, that yeah. it's but it I that sounds like it's bad. It is yeah. totally uneven, but I think it's it that works well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think you're right. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it like that, but I think you're definitely right. Um, and it's also the way it sets you up too with that opening kind of montage, which is actually oh, yeah, funny, right? Where he's, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
mean, you, it's, yeah, you're really not sure what you're stepping into at all. And yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I was trying to track down that song. I couldn't, but the, um, cause almost like for a second, it seems like, like, Oh, it's like hipster seventies, Tom Waitsy Italian shit. <laughs> but then as it goes on, as it, you know, as it goes, the song goes on, it's like, cause it starts off like, here's this guy to those people like this, people like that. And then like, once it gets deeper into it, it's like, and here's the guys who really suck. These shitty fucking assholes. Right, fucking, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like those who believe that uh, Santa Claus was Jesus as a baby. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it was masterful the way that, that uh, the real world war two documentary footage mm-hmm. gave way to the actual movie scenes. Yeah. Like it was, it was stunning. I was just like, it seemed, cause it seemed seamless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also another one that's really vivid with color, all those yellows and golds and oranges yeah. and that's all really, really beautiful. And um oh and like one other thing about well, that I like about Pascalino, um yeah. is what a fucking little mama's boy he is too. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to see him and he's like, Mama <laughs> He's yeah. like crying for his mommy. Yeah. Which again is so tragic. He's just and I think I like that too, even though he's an asshole, I think that the movie is equally issuing an indictment of that system, like of the oh, yeah. standards that hurt men and make them do bad things. And I think for that reason, it's it's also a humane movie, despite its brutality. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, it's humane, it finds humanity in, in everybody, but it's unsparing about yeah. their flaws. Yeah. You know, and like, um, you know, I was watching it and I kept thinking about how brutal it is. It's an indictment of, I thought it was an indictment of men. Mm. And Mm -hmm. so the idea that it's actually, that it's misogynist seems, maybe there could be a critique of the portrayal of women in this movie, but I think that that's besides the point of the movie. I mean, if you take the movie as a comedy of face value, given its introduction and some of like the sillier slapsticky stuff that the, again, most, I mean, in the non-Auschwitz moments, Right, um, right, right. Although I mean, I, yeah, yeah, in the non-Auschwitz moments. Um, but even like the scene where he's like slicing out the body is pretty weirdly slapstick. You know? Right, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he yeah. he can't get the body to. So if you took it as face value, at face value is just a kind of like comedy, and decided that the movie title is a joke about those women not being beautiful, I suppose yeah. you can sort of stick to that read. But I don't. I, again, I really think you have to, you are the one, <laughs> you are the one who has hatred in your heart. If you see this, yeah. I mean, I, but again, like, I don't want to delude myself. I mean, if you, if you're, if you're talking about like conventional standards of beauty, they yeah. don't, you know, they don't really meet what we would sort of say those are, but they're also not horribly disgusting. They just look like everyday people and, yeah. and they're happy. They're, they're just surviving they're desired by these people around them. They're fully yeah. operational without him at all. And he's yeah. in and he's like, I'm gonna beat the first one who misbehaves. And they're all admiring <laughs> him. They don't like they don't actually think of him as at all. And that in yeah. itself, I think, is um powerful. And I think yeah. I just don't think it's about that. And I don't think that the fat Nazi commandant is 
it's not a gag about her being unattractive. She's no. a Nazi. Yeah, she's a Nazi. Yeah, the problem is not that she's fat. The problem right. is that she's a fucking Nazi. Because she's a fucking Nazi. And yeah, exactly. Not stupid either because she's yeah. fat. She's like she sees what what he's doing, and she's yeah, yeah, yeah. back, which is in in the most like grotesque way when she feeds him, and then ugh, I don't know if you do spoilers on this show, but that's fine. Um. When she gets him some food because he can't get an erection because he's starving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can try to get an erection again. It's just the most yeah. painful thing. Um, but she also has that great line afterwards, like, and that's why Germany will lose. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you Italians are rats, but I have to fuck you. If something compels me to fuck you or whatever. So, um, so funny. Yeah. And, yeah. and the punishment she doles out for him too is so brutal and it's just he fails he fails to manipulate her in every possible yeah. way and yeah. I, so that's why i don't think it's misogynist at all i think she's really smart and really funny and if you um yeah. if you feel up for more giancarlo gianni um love and anarchy is another one i think even shot in the same building honestly but uh hmm. also similarly just hilarious and heartrending and smart and I, I just i think she's really really good and i want to see all the rest of her movies yeah i thought yeah i, I definitely uh was interested in seeing more of her movies after yeah. this i thought it was masterfully masterfully made and she's also still alive which i was very surprised yeah, by. i know yeah. um and if you, and i'm gonna try to bring up her wikipedia page to talk for a minute oh okay i yeah. well i guess i was gonna ask you if you thought that um that this is a movie for women or do you yeah. think like yeah, I I do. I, I that was I I do because I think that it's it is at its heart so emasculating about yeah. the, the yeah. character. You yeah. Know, like, you know, like watching movies and stuff, and you know, you have like Italian guys in movies. You're like you want like the you know Godfather swagger, you know, kind of gangstery shit, or even like um, you know, eight and a half, like have that glamour and you know whatever mm -hmm. uh, and and this guy sort of has the aesthetics of that a little bit but like, he kind of looks like that just a little bit you know yeah. he's like where's the suits and shit but you know he's he's a fucking joke he's a clown <laughs> yeah yeah you know and in a way it's unsparing so that, that's why it feels like that's the way i could tell it was authored by a woman I, I and i definitely would put it like not in the this is not a dude's rock movie at all. <laughs> no. Dudes do not rock in this movie. No, they don't. No. They no. really don't. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, but I could see also why it wouldn't be, it, it might not speak to women in the way the Green Ray does, I think. Maybe. No, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, because it's not about, like, I don't think women will see themselves in this movie. No. Yeah, it's yeah. not relatable, but it's... Because, I mean, you know, visually, it looks like it could be a fucking Scorsese movie or something. But he, and I love Scorsese movies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he, he is and, and his his characters are complex. His male characters are complex and whatever. And he understands when there are flaws and downsides and, and so forth. But, you know, he's still like you can tell that they're made by a man. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's something about it. Like he whereas this there was it was unsparing in its depiction of men. I think that uh, a, a male director or a male filmmaker would never do. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. This is why I brought up Lena Vertmuller's uh, 
Wikipedia page. I wanted to read her full name out loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Archangela Felice Assunta Wertmuller von Elg Spanel von Brauich. Shut up, really? For real. Yeah, go to her Wikipedia page. Wait, okay, um, okay. That's, her, that's her full name. <laughs> go to early life. So Bert Muller with Bert, and then it's like, yeah, Von El- Elg, I think. <laughs> Elg. Von Breich. Yeah. yeah. The most Italian name I've ever heard. No, I mean, it's clearly of German origin or whatever. But born but, in Rome, so, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought this movie was terrific. Uh, I, I loved it. I love this fucking movie and um, cool. I would definitely watch more of her movies. You know, I definitely would like to go on with her. Uh, I think swept away might be the other one that's kind of famous, but I think that one's more, I think there's like a rape scene in it or something like the, I think that there's a dynamic that, you know, is maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I was actually, um, yeah, I think you're right. I was going to try to watch that movie last night, but I couldn't, uh, get it i'm visiting friends right now you don't need the okay. podcast doesn't need that information but no that's definitely next on my list i really no nobody it. needs to know that you have friends yeah. <laughs> right uh yeah. oh wasn't there a remake of swept away isn't that the one yeah i think okay. so i think maybe madonna yeah 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 something a little bit um goofy seeming yeah i think maybe like madonna made it and uh the the english director guy she was married to for a minute Mm-hmm. He directed it, I think. Oh, I'll have to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I'd definitely like to see more of her movies. You could, like, she was just so good at making movies. Yeah, you she know, definitely like, is. Yeah, yeah, like that. And that was like what I was talking about before, like sort of the flashiness of movie making. Like that was very present. Yeah. In her, you know, just like the way, like her, her frame, her very deliberate camera framing. You know, like, uh, you know, the, the again, like the introduction of the guy, like you see his feet first and the camera goes up and uh-huh. you, you kind of instantly know everything about him somehow. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah. Uh, yeah very well done. Yeah. And the filming of the, the Nazi commandant too, um, just the like perspective on her and the lighting in that room. I, it really is stuck with me. Um, yeah. The atmosphere around all that stuff. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, like all the dust, all the dust in the uh, in the camp. Uh huh. So oh, that, yeah. that really, that really hit me. I don't know. It's like sort of like, oh man, it's being around all that dust looks terrible. It's like you're. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, you know, look, I don't want to. I know this is not a popular opinion, but I think being in the Holocaust probably probably pretty unpleasant. <laughs> it probably wasn't like a real chill time for anybody. So brave, Adam. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, somebody had to say it. <laughs> All right. Well, like, I think on that note, we can we can uh, call it a day. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Um, right, thanks so much. Really fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Think of a couple other chick movies I should watch. <laughs>